You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind the scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and the founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey right along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. All right, y'all. I don't know if you guys are ready for session nine. I mean, I don't know if I was ready for session nine. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. But this is definitely going to be a super interesting session, I think, for y'all to listen to. I think you'll get to really see some of the like behind the scenes that really can happen and be super stressful when running a big business. I think you'll hear a lot of team challenges that can really maybe normalize things for you. And you will also see very spicy, very fiery sabs. And I just want to preface this by saying like, obviously in most regards, she's teasing. She's certainly frustrated. And one of the ways that she deals with that is through humor and sarcasm. So please make sure to listen to this episode with that frame in mind. But in general, I think there is a lot in here that is going to be really, really, really helpful and supportive. And I think it will just be a great listen for so many reasons. So really excited for you guys to dive into this session. Hi, sunshine. Ha 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 ha. Do you, do you feel as mad as you look? More so. I'm holding it in. Okay. You want to tell me what's going on? I'm pretty grumpy and hateful today. I noticed. And one thing I will say is as part of the challenge from last time, I have journaled and sold every day. You really have. And I've uploaded screenshots of my journaling to prove it. And as you saw the last few days, it got a bit dark and angry. It did. I I feel like you brought it back a little bit yesterday, but yes. I'm pretty sure the last line in my journal yesterday was fuck this shit, but it was. sure, we brought it back a little. There was like two lines of gratitude though, so, you know. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm pretty hateful today. So, the most recent fuck up that happened in the last 15 minutes before this call is there was a task to rebuild the millionaire mastermind automation onboarding and offboarding that was assigned in September and was due September 23rd. Two months later, it's not done yet, even though I personally spent five hours rebuilding all of the email automations for the onboarding, but of course it's still not done yet. So then today, finally, I spend an hour in a meeting to make sure everyone has everything that they need to get it done today. And then they basically send the email out to like everyone who has registered for the program in the last year, year and a half. Even you remember that email I sent last week where I was like, I kicked a chick out because she literally does not get boundaries. She got an email welcoming her to the mastermind. Yeah. So that was so exciting. So that happened in the last 15, 20 minutes right before the call. And then I kept asking, like, have we sent a correction email? It took like 15 minutes to send a correction email, even though in the meantime, I've like rebuilt entire web pages, like regenerated Slack links, like done a bunch of shit to fix this. And then I take a look at the correction email. The correction email only went to people who are currently enrolled, not everybody. (gasps) So. And the correction basically said you're not enrolled or something. The correction was one line. It's like, please disregard. I'm like, it took you guys 15 minutes. The literal sentence was, 
Hey name, apologies for the millionaire mastermind welcome email you just received. Please disregard this as it was sent in error. Regards, Team Sabrina. It took 15 minutes to write that and send it to only half the people. So that was so spicy and exciting. And yeah, I'm just living life on the edge. So, I mean, you're getting your chaos. <laughs> Didn't ask for this, but yeah, I'm getting it. Getting your taste of chaos. Oh, that's such a bitch though. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a super fun one. So, I mean, obviously two different conversations here. One is, is that handled? And then two is like, how did that happen and how do we fix it? Still not handled. Um, Yeah. So ultimately team mistakes are going to happen. And what we want to know is like, what are the best ways to address it? So the first question you always want to ask is, is it handled, right? Like, let's just address the mistake first. I think that sometimes it's super easy to kind of go into spiraling or thinking about like the other mistakes that I've gotten made. And the first thing that we always want to do is just address, like, how do we need to handle what happened? Right. And then the next thing is, how did it happen and how do we fix it for the future? This seems really obvious, but you'd be surprised how many people kind of just want to move on from it versus looking at like, how did this happen exactly? So like something I tell my clients a lot is like, we can't really move on from a mistake until we know how it happened because it's what gives us the trust and sureness that it won't happen in the future. And so being willing to go there with your team and have that conversation is really important. And it doesn't have to be in a punitive way, but it has to be in an understanding kind of way, right? Because it's so important for you to continue to feel safe and in trust with your team. And the best way to do that is to really understand how something happened and how we're addressing it and fixing it for the future. That will let you stay in that place of safety and trust. If you don't even know how it happened, yes, you might be able to forgive, forget, move on, but it's going to be really, really hard to continue to build that trust because you're not sure how it happened or how it will be fixed. So remember those questions. If a mistake happens, is it handled? And then how did it happen and how do we fix it for the future? Okay. What needs to happen there? Um, well, I sent them the CSV file because I was like, here's the CSV file of everyone who needs to get their correction email. And then I untagged everybody who shouldn't have it, but they only sent it to the people who were tagged instead of to the CSV file. So that's a fun and spicy one. So now they're like, I'm going to go manually find the people who didn't get the email. I'm like, no, just use the fucking file. So that was a fun one. Why did it happen? Because when they rebuilt the automations, it was turned on, which basically means that everyone who had that tag was put yeah, into yeah. it for the first time instead of yeah. properly. So that was super fun and super spicy. Can't wait. Love to live my life. And then also today I have a retreat from 5 to 9 p.m. and I have to have a meeting at 9.15 p.m. with the leadership team to talk about all the fuck-ups that have happened the last two months. So this is another fun one that I get to add to my list. Okay, but you're addressing it, which is very positive and I'm very proud of you because I feel like – I am. A version of you would have been like, I'm not talking to them, fuck them. So like, I think oh, yeah. it's like very, very powerful that you're like being willing to have that meeting tonight, even though it's really annoying. The version of me 11 months ago would have just fired everyone. I'm aware. And that bitch kind of wants to come back today. <laughs> <laughs> that one's dancing a little dance inside your brain right now. Um, let's not fire everyone. That seems like a bad idea. Yeah. I mean, it's not nice to do it right before Christmas, which is why I'm thinking if we do it now, then there's a bit of a buffer so I don't seem like a Scrooge. Or we could figure out exactly where the error got made, who made it, and just handle that. 
I have all of that. I have my list for the meeting today. I've got all of these things. I will do all of those things, but I'm just not confident that those improvements are going to get made, but crossing fingers, holding the hope. And that's where it's also tough because like I keep trying to, like if something happens, I'm like assuming it's a process issue. So like, how can we improve the process? What's wrong with the process? Like what needs to be added to the SOP? Like, do we need more automated check-ins? And like, it just doesn't get done. So yeah, I promise not to fire anyone today, but I have no promises about tomorrow. I think the question is, is this like a singular person issue or is this like, it's unlikely that every single person needs to get fired. So that's what we need to look at. Like This is just at the top. Like everyone on the team is doing great. Like this is like a management issue. Like every single Mm -hmm. other person getting their projects done early on time, done well. It's just, it's, it's at the top. It's not like a team issue. It's a leadership issue. Okay, good. So that, I mean- Obviously, that's super frustrating, but I think it's just helpful to be like, there is like one specific problem here. It's not really like yeah. a systemic issue. And it's not like you really do need to go fire everyone because it is it is true to say that is growth to be like, I can see how it's not all or nothing. I can see how there are some people doing great and there is one person that is struggling and like I can hold both of those as true, right? Yep. So fun. Okay. So that meeting tonight is just with that person. It's with a few people who are involved with these issues, but yeah. Okay. And of course, it's so great that it has to be at 9.15 p.m. because of limited availability that they have. So that's mm. exciting. But yeah, no, I am I feel bitchy right now, but I'm sure I'll simmer down, have a Xanax. Well, it just happened like 15, <laughs> just happened like 15 <laughs> minutes ago. <Yeah. laughs> uh-huh. Have some tea, have a Xanax, we'll be fine. But I mean, it also just happened 15 minutes ago. So of course you're like more fired up about it. And then it's like the cherry on top of like otherwise some additional errors that have been happening. So listen, there's no, like, you don't have to not let someone go. I don't think that's the thing. I think you just have to not do it from like a reactive place. So you have that conversation, you see what comes out of that, and then you decide from there. So one of the biggest goals that we can have in business, especially when it comes to our team and our clients, is to make decisions from a place of non-reactivity, right? It doesn't mean we don't get to have our moment and have our reaction, but it just means that we're not making decisions from that place. So what's really amazing about what Sabrina is doing is that in the past, what she likely would have done is like really wanted to avoid the situation not had those conversations, not addressed it and taken a really all or nothing approach with team. Like she said, she would have just like wanted to like let go of her whole team, completely pull back all the things, right? That was because those decisions were coming from a place of like emotional reactivity. Like when she was feeling the heightened emotion of what had just happened or what mistake had happened, that was the reaction to it. What she's doing really well here is allowing herself to feel the feelings and vent and be upset and do all the things without making a decision from that place. Still deciding that she's gonna go into the meeting having a really beautiful conversation, figuring out what happened, figuring out how to move forward, and really addressing it from a place of leadership as opposed to a place of reactivity. So just notice that, right? And notice the different outcomes that happen with that, right? One outcome like was really, really impactful to the business. And yes, it might feel good in the moment, but long-term it's really not useful. And another one maybe doesn't feel the best in the moment and maybe means 
means you have to wade through some hard emotions in the meantime, but ultimately supports the business long-term. So just ask yourself that question when you're making decisions. Is this coming from a reaction or a place of reactivity? Or can I let myself feel those feelings, get to neutral, and then make a decision? Because that's almost always where the best leadership decisions come from. Yeah, I can do that. But that's why I've been extra grumpy lately in my journaling because Mm -hmm. I have never worked more in my business and it's not out of choice. It's out of necessity at this point. Like today, for Mm -hmm. example, so I have a really dumb task, which is I have to check the PSs in the podcast emails to make sure they're correct. Why do I have to check the PSs in the podcast emails to make sure that they're correct? I don't know, but I do. So I go to check the PS because that was my task and I get my task done. And I look at it and it is selling the Become a Mastermind Millionaire replays because this week's podcast episode is how I made 5 million in masterminds. So I go to look, nothing is set up. The sales page is not set up. The Thrivecart link is not set up. The automation is not set up. Like nothing is set up. So then I had to spend an hour setting that up, even though I have my own stuff, which is retreat prep and podcast prep. Like I've got stuff to do today. So I also had to do that today. And it's just shit like that, that I'm just getting very like, particularly grumpy because like I can't take that off my plate like either I delete the ps and then we don't sell it and you don't sell it for months but yeah so it's just it's such a spicy fun exciting time to be alive so obviously like I know we want to be somewhat you know cautious here in terms of conversation but like is this one person just like not understanding those tasks are they not taking ownership of those tasks are they thinking they did it and it's not getting done, like, like try to be more specific there. There's a lack of quality control. So things don't get checked. So like, for example, today's email was bullet pointed to say like number one, two, and three, except it said one, 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 like, like such a simple thing that if someone had just looked at it, they would have caught it last week's email. When I went to go update the PS, I noticed that the email literally said like, Hey, first name, instead of populating their first name, So it's just dumb stuff like that. So I think there's a lack of quality control. I think that there's a lack of like follow-up and like making sure like things actually get done. And so when I've got big dick energy, shit gets done because the thing is the team is great. They know what to do. They've been on the team for five, six, three, four years. In many cases, like we don't have any new people on the team. So like everyone gets their shit done on time. It's just that they need more of that direction. So that's just like what I'm kind of coming up against. But yeah, so like last week, for example, there was an active campaign project that had been kind of on the books for two-ish months, pretty much zero progress had been made on that. So I was not supposed to be on that meeting, but I booked the meeting, led the meeting. Now suddenly the project's back on track. We had a Thinkific project. I get notifications, yay, it's complete. Oh my God, so exciting. I go to look at it and I literally made a list of 25 things and I was like, none of these things are done. And I spent like five hours on Saturday getting them all done. There was some other project that I can't remember, but it's just like not getting done. But then the project that I managed, the content bank, we got it done two weeks early. So it's like shit gets done if people manage them. Has this conversation happened multiple times before? Or is this like the first like big conversation around it? It's happened multiple times, but I think this will be the first time that it's kind of like, yo, this is like a do or die issue. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. So today it's going to be like, hey, if this doesn't improve within like what, the next two weeks or like what feels reasonable to you there? Um, 
I would say the next few weeks. And that's the other thing that feels really stressful is like I, because of all of this shit, have not had an off week in a while now. So I'm getting extra grumpy. And then also I'm about to go see my family, which I love my family, but I think a lot of people would agree that can sometimes be a high stress time. And then when I come back, I have two weeks to finish everything on my list because I told the entire team, you can be completely off from like December 16th to January 3rd or 5th or whatever. So we're giving the entire team two and a half to three weeks off, but that is with the expectation that we're going to get our stuff done. So I'm not going to tell the team like, Hey, we actually need you guys to work longer because they didn't get managed properly. So I think there's no kind of choice here, but just to go really hard until then. And even just for myself, like I've, have been working so hard for months to have that time off because I have not been getting my off weeks either because I was really sick or last week was my off week. And I worked every single day, like eight, 10 hours. And I never, ever worked that much in my business. And you were working that much because you were excited and you had things you wanted to get done or because you were cleaning up all of this? Cleaning stuff up. Like it's, it was not really like things that I wanted to do. I did go into the podcast studio um, once last week, I did some content stuff, but for the most part, I was doing other people's work. Cause that's the thing at this level that I feel like people don't really like talk about is like, just because your team doesn't get, get the thing done, doesn't mean it can't get done. Like it still has to get done. So somebody still has to do it. Right. In many regards, it has to. Exactly. Right. And then also when you're running a business of this size, like there's just 18 times more projects, right? Like there's multiple launches, multiple funnels, hundreds of clients, like different content pieces and projects and Facebook ad strategy. I had an ads meeting last week. I had an ops meeting. I had an active campaign meeting. Like there's just so much going on. And just like, even if someone's sick, like it doesn't need to be someone's fucking it up, but just because someone's sick and can't do it doesn't mean it doesn't get done. Something really important here that Sabs is touching on is that sometimes we do have to pick up the slack because ultimately the buck stops with us as the CEO and recognizing that is really important and empowering because things will happen. Like Sabrina said, like it, it doesn't even have to be a bad thing. It can be a team member getting sick or something, right? But things will happen and feeling in our power to be able to step in is actually really, really valuable. Does it mean it always has to be the go-to solution? Does it mean we should overwork and clean up everything for everyone? Of course, no, it does not. But does it feel really empowering to know that you can still make sure your business moves forward and you still know how to do tasks in your business if and when that's needed? Absolutely. Do not make that wrong. You know, I think some of the narrative in our space right now makes any time that you kind of have to step in and do work seem wrong. And again, we don't want that to be the go-to solution for everything, but it's not so black or white, right? There's usually gray area in the middle. The fact that Sabrina can step in right now is actually really powerful and supportive for her and her business. Should that be our solution long-term? Of course not but it getting to be a short-term solution so that things continue to stay on track and move forward is actually really valuable. And so just making yourself right for that as the CEO is really important. And just also normalizing that sometimes we have to do that. And sometimes that is how it works when we have a big business and a big team, if we want things to keep moving in the way that we want them to. Does it feel, I think if this is the last, the first like, hey, this has to change or we have to part ways kind of thing. It feels reasonable to give two weeks. It also feels reasonable because you're going away for a lot of that too. And so it doesn't really make sense for you to let someone go in that time frame. But do you, do we agree? Like 
the conversation today is like, there's two weeks. These are the quality control things that are missing. If there's not X, Y, Z improvement, which we can maybe talk about what you want those things to be in two weeks. Like this is not something we can move forward with. I mean, I'm kind of a pussy when it comes to firing. So we probably can't agree on that, but I'm sure we'll get to talk about it a lot over the next few months. Why would we talk about it a lot over the next few months if we're giving it two weeks? I don't agree to that. <laughs> do you hear yourself? Yeah, I do. You're like, fuck everyone. I hate everyone. I'm firing them and I'm never working this much again. And I'm like, okay, great. Let's give it two weeks. And you're like, no, this will go on for months. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm not saying this isn't going to be a future CEO confessions learning moment one day. But yeah, I don't know. It could be. Okay, so we're ending it off the table for a second, but like what improvements like can you concretely give that need to happen in the next two weeks so that it's not just arbitrary, like we need better quality control, but it's like, whatever, we need these three projects done to like full completion and you having looked over them or whatever. I've communicated what those projects are and I've also okay. rebuilt those entire projects in Asana myself. So I spent a couple of hours on those. I think there's a few issues why things aren't getting done. One is a lot of tasks don't have due dates or people who are assigned to them, which that's just like an immediate yeah, no. Of course. Immediate no. Second thing is a lot of tasks don't have context. So like there's like little baby VAs who are getting assigned developer tasks and there's like one word and it's like due on Wednesday. And I'm like, what the fuck? So it's like little things like that where like tasks are being assigned, but there's no context, there's no instructions, there's no follow-up. And then it's like, oh, well, I didn't get this done. And it's like, I mean, yeah, you're not even supposed to have that and there's no information. So I'm not surprised there. So there's that. Um, and then I think just like, general lack of organization or follow-up. Like I get questions in five different places and I stop responding in them. I'm like, I don't answer questions in Asana. I don't answer questions in a Google doc. Please don't email me a question. Please don't Slack me a question. Please don't put it here. Like it needs to go in like one to two places max. So yep. yeah, there's a few things. I've got a punch list for my meeting tonight and I'm going to sedate myself beforehand so I can be very calm and professional. So if we said these two things as the things that absolutely have to change, like within two weeks, every task needs to have details, dates, and assignment, like a person mm -hmm. assigned, and yep. your communication with them needs to be in a singular place. And if that doesn't happen in two weeks, then like, obviously, you know, you and I will cross that bridge, but like, that's when things have to absolutely change. Yes. Yeah. Okay, done. I also think I'm potentially going to hire another VA because my VA is getting like pulled around for a lot of stuff and she has like two jobs, inbox and content, and she's getting assigned like a bunch of shit that has nothing to do with her job description and that's taking away from the stuff that I need. So, yeah, I've got I've got a punch list for today. Okay. As long as she will know like these are the specifics that you have to improve, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'll be very clear with them. Okay. Something really important when addressing any issue with your team is giving them really specific things to improve and also sharing specific impacts sometimes can be really helpful. So specific things to improve. It's the difference between kind of saying like, hey, I'd love to see more attention to detail and saying, hey, I'd love to see XYZ things not happen again, and I'd love for you to specifically check on XYZ things in future emails or whatever, right? Because we can actually know if that's happening. 
when we just say something like pay more attention to detail, like they might think it's happening and we might think it's not. And it's really hard to get on the same page with that because there's no specificity to that whatsoever. But if we can give really specific requests and usually specific deadlines that we want those requests accomplished by, it's so amazing how helpful that is because one, either the team member will really understand it and be able to show up for that or two, they won't. And then we'll know for sure they're not the right fit because at the end of the day, we are clear enough to make sure. But if we're super vague, then we're always going to keep questioning ourselves, right? It's like, well, you know, did they, or did they not? Did they kind of do it? Did they sort of do it? Am I being, you know, a bitch? Am I asking too much? Like whatever. It's so easy to go down that spiral. But if you're being super specific, it helps you gain a tremendous amount of clarity on if they are the right fit or not. So remember to use that in those conversations. And then also know that you can sometimes share specific impacts, not in a way of guilting or shaming anyone, but in a way of really helping them understand how missing certain things in the business business ripples out because if they're not personally running their own business, it might be really hard for them to conceptualize that. For example, like knowing that, you know, an email got sent out with like wrong links, like, can we talk about like what impacts that has in the business? And like, you know, if we have 13 people click on that link and we lose X amount of sales because of that, that actually is impactful on the business. Now, again, this doesn't have to be in a way to make them feel bad, but sometimes I do find that having people understand that it's not just like, oh my gosh, Sabrina's being so difficult about all these PSs and emails. It's more like, well, actually we're really looking at the overall impact on the business and here's what that looks like. Or, you know, here are the 10 hours that had to get otherwise spent and taken away from other things. So again, you want to be sincere about how you're framing that in a way that actually just helps them understand it more. But sometimes it really is helpful to share impact so that someone doesn't just see like, oh, this is kind of like an overblown dramatic thing, but they can really see like, oh, it makes sense that when I don't do this, these five things happen. So can I be a little more intentional about doing this? Because I get the why behind it, right? We all function better when we get the why behind it. So helping your team do that can sometimes really be supportive too. And are you going to mention the two weeks? No. <laughs> okay. Why not? Because I don't make promises I can't keep. Oh, because you think you're going to just lose your shit before then or because you don't think you'll actually follow through with it? I won't follow through. I mean, I, I want this to work. Like, I'm very confident that everyone involved is very competent and very capable, and I want this to work because I put a lot of time into making this work, so I'm going to keep putting time into it. But I think the other thing is, yeah, anyway. What if we just say to them, let's schedule a meeting for two weeks to reevaluate how this is going? Can we agree to that? Yep. Okay. Can't do I think it's just, it's not like, oh my God, you have to be fired. It's more just like, hey, like we have to see improvement within a range of time where it's not just like, hey, we'd love to see more quality control. And then like, it, you know what I mean? Like, I think it's just about giving some kind of like window there. Yep. Spicy. Done. Okay, great. What a time to be alive. <laughs> is your anger dissipating at all or is it still quite high? Um... I mean, I'm pretty sure that they still don't have like half the people emailed, but whatever. No, I'm still, I would say, decently pissed, but I just have to get through it. Also, I have a retreat today yeah. and tomorrow, and I 
had a bunch of time like mapped out this morning and this weekend to plan all of that stuff that I wanted to do, but I haven't been able to do any of that because I've been doing other people shit. I did some of it this morning, but I did want to talk about that today as well. Yes. Let's do that. And also <sighs> whores. Whores. You know what? I don't know if you want to do this, but I think sometimes like when team has issues like that, they don't realize the impact of it. So even if you just added up the amount of time you've spent fixing stuff lately and brought that I context did. to the meeting, I think that would be really helpful. Good. It's like I've spent 10 hours doing that, you know, like help them understand like the intensity of that. Yeah. Yeah. And then today I got really bitchy with it because in my own Google calendar, I was like 30 minutes fixing active campaign fuck up, which I won't communicate, but like I do have all that time added up. Good. Yay. Let me find the retreat document. Okay. So it's happening today and tomorrow. I have the one from last November that I was going to use as a base. So I could basically just copy and paste that, but I don't know if I want to change a few things. So last year, what we did for November, first 15 minutes, welcome in icebreakers, 45 minutes, end of year sales plan slash prepping for the holidays review. We just did Black Friday bootcamp with them. So I feel like I could potentially swap that out, but it's usually just a quick chat to make sure what are you selling for Black Friday? What are you selling in December yeah, yeah. Need to take time off? So I feel like we could swap that for something or we could just keep it. I think that's worth keeping. So then 15 minute break, then an hour and 15 minute 2023 sales planning. This happens in small groups and pods and I hop around and help people out. We do have the sales planning workshop December 8th. So I could swap that, but I told everyone we were doing 2023 sales planning. So I feel like it makes sense to keep. Yeah, totally. I mean, listen, I think that like it could be something that's more quick and like you could tell yeah. them like, hey, we'll go more in depth, but bring this like overview to the sales planning workshop. But I think it's still helpful for them to have. I might drop that down to an hour instead of an hour 15. Exactly. Yeah. Just make it a little shorter. Okay. Then 15 minute break, then 45 minutes for a Q1 deep dive where it's like how to add 10 care more to your MRR and Q1 specifically. So like focusing on whatever those launches or projects are for Q1. I love that. And then 25 minutes, how I'm feeling about 2022. So just like a mindset conversation on like, here's what your goals were. Here's what you accomplished. Like, how did you show up? How did you perform? Because I feel like a lot of people this year don't feel like they hit their goals. I'm not saying that like for my program specifically, but I just feel like all over the board, I feel like a lot of people got kind of bogged down by post-COVID recession, now midterms. I just feel like there's a lot of general stress. A lot of people had babies this year where it's just kind of feeling like, oh, I should have done more. A lot of people obviously really crushed it, but just kind of trying to hype people up a little bit. Yeah, maybe it's even more like a more celebratory than just like a 2022 reflection. Maybe it's like something really specific, like celebrating 2022 or something that's like a little more hypey than like going into the I didn't hit my goals conversation, but almost more yeah. like how can we like see this through like a good angle for you? I do have a podcast episode on this coming out in a few weeks. So I'm not sure if I should just leave it for the podcast, but I would like to kind of, the energy is really high in the group, but just if for anyone who maybe isn't feeling high, just to yeah, yeah. lift that up a bit. No, I would do that with them. I think, I mean, listen, I think it's totally different to do it with you live in a retreat versus listen to right. a podcast. I would hundred percent do that. And then last thing is five minutes recap and vote on 10 minute tactics, which is something we do every retreat the second day. So everyone submits 
a talk topic that they can teach in 10 minutes. So like examples of previous ones were selling through waitlist, selling multiple offers in the DMs, how to grow your audience on Instagram, 10 million plus, and then people vote. And then the next day there are three rounds, two people per round, people go to the room that they want, and then everyone records their own talk. So then there's like 20, 30, 40, whatever of these talks uploaded. And then people can watch all these like mini trainings basically. I love it. So that's day one. So we've took 15 hours away from 2023 sales planning. So I could either give that to Q1 deep dive, which is 45 minutes, or I could give it to the 2022 win, or I could split the difference somehow. I think Q1 deep dive, because that's almost like the meat of this. You know what I mean? Of like them really walking away, feeling like they know how to add that. And I think even if that looked like, you know, some like hot seat time or whatever, like I think that would be worth it. That sounds good. So that is all good to go. And then the second day, um, I've got first few minutes, 15 minutes recap of the day before, plus more icebreakers. And then an hour on the one question mastermind, which I only do this once a year, usually maybe twice a year. But it's basically like you move into small groups, let's say like four people, five people. And then everyone has like one big question of like, if this question got answered, my business could move forward. And then they get 10 minutes masterminding per person with everybody. So I could swap that for something like content planning or funnels because then the next kind of big thing is the 10-minute tactics. And then what's after that? Millionaire Mindset Roundtable, but I think I could swap that out since we did how I'm feeling about 2022. And then after that, we do Deepest Fear Inventory, My Wish for You exercise and champagne celebration. Yeah, I would definitely say let's play with the one question thing then because... Or could we do one question instead of mindset roundtable? Could the one question be at the end? Yep. So, and then we do like a training more in place of the one question in the morning. Well, since we've already done mindset the day before, like celebrating 2022 wins, I can change the mindset roundtable for like a content training. Or do the opposite, right? Like have, have it go like recap, content training, 10-minute tactics, one question, then deepest fear. So recap, content, one question, mm-hmm. tactics, deepest fear. Yeah, that works. What was the one that you said? Recap, content, tactics, one question, deepest fear. Yep, I can flip those. Okay. Yep, I can, I can flip those. That's easy. Yay. Thank you. Good. I've been getting a lot of questions about all my content output, so I thought I'd spend some time breaking that down a bit. Yeah, because they're like, look at this woman showing up. I called my dad yesterday because I needed his help with one of my coach's kitchen things, which I'll tell you about in a second. And he's like, oh, Bryony, you're all over the internet. I'm like, yeah, dad, I am. (laughs) That's so cute. I'm sure he really is like loving seeing that. Yeah, I called him because I needed help with his glue wine recipe because I did the coach's kitchen 12 days of Christmas. So we recorded the first three. So we did my dad's glue wine, Deb's rum balls, which that's Paul's mom. And then we did the bacon wrapped dates. So those three got recorded yesterday. So good. Was it fun doing it? It was. Yeah, it was. Are you sure you want to do 12? Yeah, why not? Fuck it. Um, it's definitely like a big commitment, but also I feel like I'm just going to be so annoyed because that's what I've been feeling lately because I'm doing all this shit and I'm not even sure it's worth it. Like I get that this was like good content for the podcast, make Sabrina actually try hard in her business, 
but I was still rich before this. Mm-hmm. You know, and now I'm just rich uh-huh. and tired. No. Yeah. Okay, so don't do any of it. Podcast over. I think the thing, I said this to you in base camp, but I think the thing is you don't want this to be a big swing where it's like you go from like not really feeling like you're showing up to showing up too much and then to going back to like, why am I even bothering? Like, I think you could absolutely take a few things off your plate. Like nobody's saying that you have to like yeah. do all of these things to be successful. I think you were excited about doing a lot of these things. And so that's fair, but also like you don't want to like then feel like you have all this shit to do, get resentful and then want to pull back. So like, how do we avoid that swing? Well, I don't think that it's the content issue. Cause like content at this point feels so easy. Like I recorded okay. three, like I made three full fucking recipes yesterday and like yeah. recorded reels for all of them. Like I record four to six podcast episodes at a time. Like I just sent out my eighth CEO confessions email. Like I, I'm crushing it there where I'm getting my energy drained is with like the team stuff, which really shouldn't be happening six and a half years into it, especially from the top. Like usually it's like more like on the ground that you have team issues. I find, I don't know that that's necessarily true for everyone, but yeah. So it's just, it's been a real, a real dick punch lately. (laughs) So the statement that you made earlier about why am I doing all this and is it worth it? is not accurate or well the thing is like if i wasn't doing content stuff then maybe i would have time to deal with all these fires but the thing is like content is such a non-negotiable for me like there's no fucking way i'm gonna miss an email or like miss a post or like not go record my podcast that like since that is now such a non-negotiable and client work has always been such a non-negotiable plus mm-hmm. now i have to fucking journal and sell every day because i want my bracelet and the name mm-hmm. change Paul actually had a good idea. I think we should up the name change to adoption. Oh, but that has to be more than 30 days. Does it? Yes. I thought your love was unconditional. <laughs> I mean, but that's like a big one. Like, thir- I mean, I think that has to be like 60 days. I'll, I'll think about it, but I'll remember yeah. this when it comes time to picking out your Christmas present. Fair. Yeah. But also... I think I should get a present at the end of this too. I'm just saying. Probably noted. I'll pick yeah. Up. So I'm just, I'm, I've got like my stuff that like, I'm not going to fuck up on this no matter what. So then when like other people's stuff gets added to my plate, that's where I'm starting to feel grumpy. Which is fair. And I think like the, the win for you is not letting go of your stuff. So even though that's what your brain is like telling you is a good idea right now, I think it's helpful to be like, that's actually my pattern interrupt is not being like, oh, okay, then I just let go of this stuff because I think that's what you would have done in the past. But it's actually like, no, like I really lean into handling this team stuff because I don't want to feel like I can't do the things I want to do in my business because I don't have the support for that. Like I want to address that as fast as possible. Right. Yeah. Because easiest thing in the world right now would be to be like, okay, fine. I just won't do all my content stuff. That would be very easy indeed. But yeah. Not doing it. But you've gotten such a good habit going with that, that it would be such a bummer for this to be the thing that like makes you do that, right? Yeah. Well, I think that's one of the nice things about being so far ahead with stuff. Like I would have to basically fuck off for five months to become behind on my podcast. Yeah. So I think we're doing really well there. Right. And you want to keep doing really well there. And you don't want this like blip 
to be the thing that like throws you off because that's when you're going to get super fucking resentful. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'll figure it out. I know I will, but it just makes me sleepy and angry. Right. But I think it's fair to say that in the meantime, what we do need to figure out is like, is there a middle ground while you're cleaning up some of the team stuff where you're not working eight hour days or whatever that doesn't feel good? Not really, because these projects were due two months ago. So it's not like you can be like, oh, yeah, let's just push them again. No, no, no. But I mean, like, since you do have five minutes of the podcast recorded, can you take a break on that for a minute, even though, like, you know, it will be consistently going out? Can you give yourself three weeks off that? It's not really something I want to do, though, because I specifically, like, have scheduled out. I know exactly what I'm recording every session, and I'm taking three weeks off recording for Christmas time. So, like, I, back in September, I pre booked all of my Q4 sessions. Yeah. So, I don't want to take that time off because I have to deal with other people's crap. And then also, I lose my lead time. So, in knowing, what you know and knowing that like it might just be a full-on few weeks does that feel like a decision and a trade-off you want to pick yeah like with all things okay yeah Mm. i'm gonna go very 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 hard and if anyone ruins my christmas i will (laughs) send gorilla shit to their house (laughs) like you are in fact not kidding i know that to be true Yeah. And I'm going to go to their house and I'm going to sprinkle carrot seeds on their grass. And then eight months later, they're going to be like, what the fuck? This is not a wheat. (laughs) This is a carrot. (laughs) So I'm sure you're going to have people just signing up to work on Team Sabrina after hearing this. (laughs) 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 They're going to be like, oh, wow, that's what happens when you fuck up carrot seeds. Perfect. (laughs) Yeah. Um, okay, good. but I mean, listen, I think the best, best situation here is for you to feel like that's a choice you're intentionally picking. Like you want to keep doing yeah. the stuff. You don't want to use that. I mean, you're not picking to have the team issues, but you're picking how you want to deal with it. Yeah. Good. Very proud of you. Thanks. So what we're really wanting to avoid here is swings of taking so much action that you then start to resent it, right? Because sometimes that is easy to get into and it's certainly a pattern that Sabrina has played in before that we want to really make sure that we're not going back to where it's like we get super excited about something, we commit to a lot of things, we take a lot of action, then things don't go quite according to plan, it starts to feel really heavy and then we resent it, then we go back to not taking any action. And I think so many entrepreneurs can relate to that swing that can happen where it's like we're super gassed up and excited and then we kind of lose interest and we feel resentful and a lot of people spend you know years and years going back and forth on the two in their business and the real win here and what sabrina is doing well is coming from an empowered place of picking trade-offs right so she has a lot of different paths that she could choose at this moment, but knowing that the trade-off she's most willing to lean into is to do extra work for a little bit while she cleans this up is super useful because one, it's hard to be resentful when it feels like you're choosing it, right? You can still be frustrated that you have to make those choices, but it's it feels like a choice and it's much harder to harbor a lot of resentment toward your business or your team 
when you're actively making those choices. And then two, it feels like you got a say in it, right? So you're feeling really empowered as well. It doesn't just feel like, well, I'm kind of being forced into doing this. It feels like, well, you know, I could just not if I didn't want to, but at the end of the day, like what I want more than this is to see this habit keep forming, to see this content keep going out. And so I'm willing to pick this trade off. So really keep that in mind. It doesn't mean it always feels good or it always feels perfect or it always looks like exactly balanced and exactly how we want. But the way to prevent those big swings is to come from that empowered place and pick those trade-offs really intentionally. And that will help you wade through those times where maybe everything isn't going quite according to plan, but you're also kind of not shutting it down and burning things down from that place either. What do you think you would have done before? Fired everybody. Mm -hmm. And? Um, stopped posting. Stop selling. Stop talking to you. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's about it. So like, can we give you a moment of credit that that is not at all what you're doing? Like the fact that you're picking like to keep focused on your stuff and not even take that out of like using recorded podcasts is kind of interesting, right? You really want to glorify burnout on your podcast? I'm not sure. (laughs) You're such an asshole. (laughs) Are you really not going to receive this compliment? Is it really going to be that moment? I receive it. Thanks. Try a little harder. I appreciate it. Try to give yourself a little credit. Yeah. Good job. You're irritating me. That's a good work. Yeah. No, it is definitely a big improvement slash change slash shift. Yes. Very, very good. And again, it doesn't mean that you can't find the middle ground there if you do need to move a few things off your plate. But I think the fact that like you're not moving everything and everyone off your plate is very big. Yes, I agree with that. Very, very, very proud of you. Mm. I know, I know you hate it, but it's true. I am. Yeah. You taking that in? Mm hmm. <laughs> okay. Very fun. All right. How is it feeling to mindset and sell every day? What? How's it feeling? Fine. Doing the mindset work? Yeah, mindset and selling. Like you've been doing it every day. How's it feeling? Oh, I thought you said it's time to do mindset and celebrate it. And I was like, celebrate what, bitch? Oh. (laughs) No, I said, how is it feeling doing mindset and selling every day? Although I would be into some celebration. I'm willing to have that conversation too. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely like a habit. I think I will be very pissed with myself if like one day I fall asleep before remembering to do it. So I remember last night I was doing it at like 11 p.m. to make sure I got it done. So I think the habit has formed. Um, It feels good-ish, but I also, I'm not totally there yet. What's keeping you from being totally there? I think just the last few days threw me off a little bit because I feel like it started strong. And then I was like, yo, murder everyone. Did it feel good to get that out though or not really? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Or did it feel like you were just doing it because you were supposed to do it and you didn't really have like a connection to it? Um, I don't know about that. I mean, it feels good, but... I think I'm just kind of like bogged down by what's been happening lately. So the feeling connection isn't totally there. Like the habit is there. 
like I've gotten the habit of anything I've decided to do. But just like the feeling is not there today. I think it was a couple of days ago. So if you had asked me a few days ago, I'm sure I'd have been like, it's great. It's awesome. So glad I'm doing it. The sales balls are not 100% there, but they're coming. Singapore Sabrina, she was there for a couple of days. And then I was like, "Mm, fuck these hoes. So like, I'm sure she'll be back soon. But yeah, yeah, it's a lot of grumpiness lately that I think is kind of clouding things. You know what I think is cool to see though is like what I was just giving you credit for of like making different decisions this time and stuff like maybe that is part of it because it's like, yes, you might not be able to be at, you know, level 10 Singapore Sabrina when all this shit is happening, but you're also still neutral enough to make really good decisions and not like, you know, burn shit down. So like maybe it's really helping in a way that like is insulating you from some of those like big shifts that don't really serve you. So something really powerful to see here is how mindset can often insulate you from issues, even if it won't always make you feel 10 out of 10, right? So like Sabrina's not always going to feel like Singapore Sabrina every single time she does mindset work, but you can see that her having done mindset work is really, really supporting her here because we talked about all these decisions that she's making differently, right? She's not having these big swings. She's not avoiding the hard conversation. She's not pulling back or like firing everyone, right? She's choosing her trade-off. She's intentionally taking action. She's staying consistent. Like all of that is so useful. So yes, she might not feel 10 out of 10, but the fact that she's been doing mindset regularly enough to kind of balance herself so that when those tough things came up, she can make the decisions that are best for her as opposed to being super reactive because she hasn't had that mindset support is really helpful, right? So you can kind of think about it like a vitamin, right? A vitamin can't ensure that you never get sick or that you always feel 10 out of 10, but it can help you make sure that you fight it off quicker or you're more immune to something, or you know maybe you're exposed to three different types of sicknesses and you only get one of them, right? It really can help so that you have more balance and that's really what mindset can do. It's not always gonna make you feel 10 out of 10, although often it will, but sometimes what it can do is just insulate you from issues or old patterns that maybe would have popped up in a situation. So really important to see that power of it too, so that you're not doing it, always expecting it to make you feel like the most amazing human in the world, because then you lose some of those other benefits, right? Like if I'm only taking the vitamin, if I feel 10 out of 10, every time I take it, I'm losing all the other benefits it can give me. And mindset is exactly the same. I think one habit I do want to get into is journaling earlier in the day because I'm usually doing it when I'm finished with my day. Mm. So I think I maybe that. doing it at the beginning of the day might set me up a little bit better. But yeah, usually it's like when I'm done with everything that I sit down and I journal and then I'm like, oh shit, I've got to sell something. <laughs> but you have, you really do. I have. I mean, Listen, I think that like that's sort of the point of what you're doing is like you figure out what works along the way. So it's like, what, mm-hmm. what you needed to do at first is just do it. And now you have the yeah. habit and you're doing it. So that's great. And then now you can be like, cool, but it seems like it works better if I do this, if I do that. So it's like mm-hmm. you're building the, you know, the pieces as you go. And I think that's really powerful to see. Yeah. Do you want to know one reason why I hate my therapist? I'll tell you. Thanks for asking. So that was obviously my next coaching question. So perfect. So glad, so glad we went there. 
So I was like starting to yawn. She's really fucking annoying because she's like, when you yawn, it's an emotional distraction. I'm like, or I'm tired. And she's like, no. I was like, what? So yeah, she's been telling me this shit for a year and a half. So I just yawned. So obviously I'm tuning out of what you're saying. Mm -hmm. I do think you do that. I think she's correct. Or you doodle. I don't know if you do that with her, but you definitely do that with me. I don't doodle with her just because she's a ninja and she can see what I do. Even when she can't see it on the screen, she knows. Mm -hmm. But yeah. I also think the last couple of weeks were rough because I didn't get to see her the week before last. I saw her on Friday, which was nice. But the week before last, I'm not sure if it was a Jewish holiday or what it was, but um, she was off. Okay, so you actually love her is what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I've been going for two plus years now. I know, but you just said you want to know I hate my therapist. I tell that to Paul after every session. I also do that after every session with you. I go to Paul, I'm like, I hate Lacey. We're never talking to her again. And he's like, what the fuck? And mm-hmm. same thing with my therapist. I'm like, I hate her. She's the worst. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You say that every week. So so do you think what you really mean is like, I feel stretched or I feel seen and supported and it's uncomfortable for me? Or what do you think you're actually saying? What I'm saying is that Lacey's making me journal longer for legal adoption, and that just feels really emotionally manipulative. <laughs> That's going to be your, your complaint to Paul today. Yep. That's fair. That'll be it. Yep. Take a vodka shot, do a retreat, have a meeting, don't yell at anyone, call it a day. Okay, but remember how, you, how I asked that question and you're not answering it? What was the question? <laughs> it was... Oh, about you guys stretching me or whatever. Yeah, sure. Thank yeah. You. What do you think you're? What do you think you're really saying when you say I hate that? Mm. I don't know. Probably, I really hate being held accountable to the highest possible version of myself, and I would much rather go be a homeless rat in Bali again. Mm-hmm. I think that is what you're saying. Or I think sometimes you're saying that it makes you feel uncomfortable when mm-hmm. you're very like seen or held because I think that that is not something that is always the most comfy for you like when I was just trying to give you credit and you were trying to avoid it yeah well I mean good news we're gonna publish all of these episodes so I'm sure that <laughs> will destroy any sense of personal safety I've left <laughs> <laughs> you are on one today <laughs> I'm on fire you really are. Wow. This is emotional manipulation, personal safety at risk. Like this is just really yeah, burnout today. Mm-hmm. Burnout. Yeah. Wow. Good times. So I just want to honor Sabrina and her transparency and honesty here. Um, I love how much and how openly she talks about therapy. And I also love how she talks about like the challenges of that, right? So you know, saying how she kind of hates her therapist and me after sessions is actually like really normalizing and helpful, I think, because the idea that we're supposed to love every ounce of it all the time and that we don't find our own discomfort and patterns in it is so not useful, right? Because it feels like the second we're not feeling like amazing after every therapy session or every coaching session that something is wrong. And that's actually not true at all, right? This is just a a way for her to process those things, a way for her to process the discomfort that those things might bring. And honestly, that's what shows that she's really utilizing it and really leaning into it is because there is some discomfort in that because it doesn't always feel like great session moving on, right? Like if you feel like that all the time, you're not necessarily stretching, right? doesn't mean that you can't 
overall see the benefits of the session. But if you never feel like, oof, that was, you know, a lot, then I would say maybe you're not bringing everything you could be bringing to a coaching or therapy session. So really appreciate her sharing that and normalizing it here. Obviously she's saying it in her own Sabrina way, but hopefully it normalizes that for you too. If every session doesn't feel you know, incredible, like, great. Maybe that means it's doing exactly what it's supposed to be doing. Or maybe it means you're being pushed into a new thing that feels uncomfortable for you. Like I was mentioning to Sabrina, you know, I think sometimes for her feeling really seen and really supported creates discomfort and is a new pattern that she's working to get you know, used to and feeling good around. And that doesn't necessarily mean anything bad. It kind of means we're moving in the right direction here. So really appreciate her for normalizing that and hope it just helps everyone to hear that. Okay, but do you, you know what I'm about to ask you? I don't, but I'm scared. Did you remember that document that you signed? And if it is true that you are not feeling safe, then what are you supposed to do? I'm supposed to tell Lacey I feel fine. Okay, great. You just want yeah. to hate a little? You just want to be a hater today? Today's my hater day. Today's the day. Okay. You know, right, I, won't, I won't be a hater next week. So if I'm still a hater next week, then I will start fucking firing people. But no, today's my hater day. I feel like the reviews okay. on this week are going to be like, ha, 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 so fucking funny. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> Like, no, I actually hate everyone. It's not funny. Okay, but are you going to take next week time, like, off? Or what are you doing? What's the plan? Um, That is the plan. So I have a big list before we get on the plane on Wednesday. Paul and I are sitting next to each other. We're in business class. It's a really nice long flight in those, like, fancy pod suite things. So I don't usually like to work on planes, but maybe I will. Because yeah. everything is done for the most part that needs to be done. Because I gave some pretty hard deadlines for Black Friday. All of our social posts and emails from previous years have been written. So I'm just going to repurpose those. But I need to look through them and pick them. I'd wanted to do it sooner. But there was just so much other stuff that I kept pushing it. Knowing that I've got existing copy to pull from. So I'm probably going to do that on the plane on Wednesday. Or I'll just do it once I get to America. Just spend an hour and a half. Go through everything. Pick it. Schedule it. But yeah, I'm, I'm able to take the next 10 days off for Thanksgiving like okay. I had planned. Because I think if you don't do that, you are going to lose your shit. Yeah, sure will. Right. So let's try to have that not happen. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to go pretty, pretty psycho for the next 48 hours. Yes. And I also have to do like normal things like clean my room and do my laundry and feed myself. So I also have to do that shit as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Real stuff. I feel like a bratty teenager. I have to clean my room. Fuck that. I mean, you sound a little bit like one, but that's okay. Your bratty teenager is allowed to have a bad day and be pissed today. And then you're allowed to go be a CEO tomorrow. Like both can be true. I have to be a CEO in five minutes, Lacey. There is no until tomorrow. Okay. Well, you know what I meant? I was just like using that as a a saying, but yes, in the next five minutes. You get to do a clip in here about how Sabrina's an asshole, but Sabrina's also usually right. I don't know that I would classify that as usually right, but sure. I'll send Megan a clip in. Don't you worry. Hi, Leanne. Nobody, nobody wants your clip in. Save your clip in. <laughs> okay, so you're taking the time. You're having this hard conversation today. You are staying consistent on your content. You are staying consistent on your mindset and selling. 
You are just going to keep journaling and venting when you need to. Yep. And then we are going to reevaluate with I you can't in hear two you. weeks. I don't believe you. I still can't hear you. And I'm not just saying that. Like your audio cut out. Can you hear me? No, I can hear you. <laughs> I really don't believe you. <laughs> that would have been so funny if you were saying something serious. I'm just like, I can't hear you. I'm sure that's never happened before, right? You're breaking up. Okay. Did you hear what I said though? I'm sure you were yelling at me about how I'm going to keep doing hard things and then I'm going to take a break and I'm going to be fine and I'm not going to kill anybody and I'm going to do my journaling because journaling is almost always the answer and how I don't get a clip in and I don't get an adoption and I have to really fucking fight for this legal name change. But yeah, anything for the podcast. <laughs> Life is super tough right now, huh? <laughs> it's just really kicking your ass this week. Yeah. Okay. And it's Monday. It's Monday, right? Wow. Good, good luck. <laughs> okay. Two weeks. Yes. So it is November 14th. So we are having this conversation again when? I don't know. My people will talk to your people. We'll get it scheduled. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like everyone's going to listen to this episode and be like, oh, <laughs> I yeah. get why Lacey says Sabrina's tough. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh Um, you are doing great though. You really are. Like, again, you're being a feisty little, you know, brat today, but at the end of the day, like you're holding it together very well. And I'm very proud of you. Thank you. And you're going to do hard things and have hard conversations and it is going to go well. Yes. And then I'm going to watch Law and Order SVU and cry into my pad tie and it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Are you ready for your retreat? Yes, I've done so fucking many of these. Like, I know I'll crush it no matter what, but I was just annoyed that, like, my retreat prep time kept getting taken away. So I'm glad we got to do it today. Okay, good. All right. I love you. I'm proud of you. You're doing great. It's okay to be mad and it's okay to keep moving. Gross. Thank you. Okay. Love you. Bye. Love you. Thank you for listening to Literally. I am forever grateful to you for being part of our journey and spending your time with us each week. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking a reviewer to give my MSC bundle to as a thank you for listening. This bundle combines trainings and workbooks that walk you through a condensed version of the work I do with my one-on-one clients through my mindset strategy and execution framework. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living lit up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. And if you want more tips and strategies for growing and scaling your own business, but are short on time, then you are going to want to opt into my private podcast feed, Back Pocket Business Mentor. You'll get immediate access to a private podcast feed full of tons of three minute episodes where I talk about everything from how to pick a strategy and business model that works for you to how to show up online as an expert and increase your conversions. Just go to a lituplife.com forward slash back pocket to dive in.